Welcome to Untold Physio Stories, a podcast that informs and educates by connecting you to rehab industry leaders who share their candid successes and failures in business and practice. Welcome back to Untold Physio Stories podcast. It's me, Dr. E, one of your hosts with Untold Physio Stories, Modern Rehab Mastery, my online mentoring program, The Eclectic Approach, Modern Manual Therapy, and Edge Mobility System, my shop with ISTM, online BFR cert, and more, and my co-host, my most recent co-host, Dr. Dana Palmer. How's it going, Dana? Good, pretty good. So I thought we'd have a little fun today, even though I have a couple stories I'm going to tell in future episodes. And... Um, this was basically, um, it's going to be a little challenge. We, we're going to try to one-up each other with two short snippets of really bad thought viruses or otherwise maladaptive beliefs or phrases that other providers have either told us or patients of ours. You want to go first? Sure. Um, this was um, something that was told to me uh, by a friend, actually. She she works um, with small children uh, as an education assistant, and so she spends a lot of time down on the floor, looking down, and she gets a lot of neck pain. So she goes to see her chiropractor, who she sees regularly for a lot of things, and he told her not to look down, ever. Again. Just to stop looking down. She's, at the time, I think she was probably 39, she, um, you know, had stiff neck at the end of the day and I think he adjusted her and then just said you know your your muscles are getting really tight and looking down for that long is not good for your discs and so you just need to avoid looking down and left it at that and so when she talked to me she was all upset thinking how am I going to do my job now what how do I do my job this way rather than thinking that that was a crazy thing to say she fully bought it and was just trying to figure out how she could modify her job working with small children and not ever look down. Well, I suppose <laughs> that she could roll around in a... She could. Uh, on a scooter. She could, on a, she could lay down on the floor with the kids. She could. Just lay there. And then she'd always be looking up. She'd get other problems. Right. Or she could like hang upside down um, and be looking up and that's instead a, of looking That's a good down. one. That's a good one. Yeah, that's sad. I mean, these, these absolutes that providers tell people. Um, I had one too, very similar to that. Um, one of my patients who just was a really big healthy eater, um, she loved, she's a TMJ patient, she loved um, crunchy vegetables and uh, those are all kind of off limits. The normal protocol from the provider who used to, who used to send me a lot of patients, and I would always advocate this too, likening it to a uh, sprained ankle, you know, mm -hmm. similar that you would be like, oh, you need to... Um, just like a sprained ankle, you might need to do crutches and non-weight-bearing for a while, then brace, and then like partial weight-bearing. So for the irritated TMJ, uh, they would advocate no chew and then progress to soft chew, mm -hmm. then kind of progress to a normal chew diet. And some people, I would see them on this soft chew, soft chew diet for years because they'd never really progressed away from soft chew because mm -hmm. they would always flare up their, their TMJ. So this woman's goal, she really just wanted to eat like carrots again. She wanted to eat raw carrots and she was just so tired of smoothies and yogurt and soup <laughs> and cut up pasta into small pieces. So there was a particular 
it wasn't the doctor, but it was one of his assistants. And I'm not really sure what their training is um, because they're not nurses, you know, because it was a dentist. Mm -hmm. So they were some sort of like, almost like hygienists that were trained specifically only in TMJ because they, they didn't do any cleaning there. They only ever saw TMJ patients. And this, um, the assistant basically said, you are never, not even don't, <laughs> right? Because she was saying like, oh, I really wish I could eat a salad. She's like, you're never going to eat a salad again for the rest of your life. <laughs> that's, that, that's, and that's terrible. even a lot different than don't look down, right? Because right. don't look down is like saying you shouldn't. Right. <laughs> this right. is like, never again. you're never going to do it. Don't even think about it. Yeah. No salads for you. No. And she That's came here crying. She was crying yeah. when I saw her. So I, I really, um, I called a dentist and I was livid. Eventually this woman was fired. Okay, so the dentist, that, wasn't, was, the dentist wasn't in agreement with... No, I mean, yeah. he, he already had issues with her. And I'm like, why are you even keeping her? Because she was like from this dentist bought the practice from another dentist who was only seeing TMJ and he inherited a lot of his patients and he also inherited... Mm -hmm some of his staff, and this was like old school staff. Yeah. He eventually got rid of her. That, that was one of the things I'd like to think that he eventually got rid of her, but he, he, she was often like disagreeing with him in front of patients, and so yeah. That, so that, did she get back to eating carrots? Yeah, I think yeah. I, 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 initially, she missed salad so much, one of my suggestions was to blend a salad. Oh, but I she, don't she know. no, she really liked it. She's like, okay. it's a little bit of crunchy, and I still get the taste of a salad. But okay. yeah, it's, it wasn't quite like a full salad smoothie. So it was just like, imagine it being like just a little bit crunchy, but right. not like sweet. It was salady and oily. I don't know what, but she said, yeah, I love blending my salads. And she eventually got to eating a salad. Good. Yeah. That's success in the end then. Right, right. So you're next. My next one actually happened to me. Um, when, so I've been doing Pilates for a little over 10 years um, regularly, and I did it all through my first pregnancy. Um, and I had a difficult first childbirth. It was 48 hours of labor, baby was turned, baby was stuck. Um, so yet all the way through that. And when I was pregnant with my second, I went to see a midwife that was practicing out of an OB office. And... Um, we were sort of just talked about my first birth and what it was like. And then she asked, you know, if I, if I exercise and I said, well, I'm really big into Pilates. I do it. I teach it. And she said, oh no, you can't be continuing with Pilates. And I said, why not? And she said, well, because it's all that contraction, it's going to make your pelvic floor too tight. And that's why you had trouble with your first birth. That's why your labor is so long. That's why your baby was stuck. You, you have to stop Pilates right now. And if I was a different personality or didn't have the background or the education that I did, that would have scared me. And I absolutely probably would have stopped. I would have been afraid to do any type of exercise because for fear that I was you know, doing something wrong or going to have a terrible childbirth. <laughs> I mean, talk about fear. I mean, I think that's already something on the back of your mind right. when, when you're, you're in labor for 44 yeah. days or 44 hours. 44 days. It that's felt crazy. like 44 days. Yeah, I'm sure it did. <laughs> and you're thinking, oh no, I don't want to go through that again. And you have a provider telling you this was your fault. What did you say? And if you continue... Did you say that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard? Like, did your I, jaw just yeah, drop? Like, I, my jaw did drop. I didn't say that to her. I sort of argued around it a little bit. And I yeah. said, well, part of it is knowing to contract it and then how to relax it. And, and, yeah. and then like I just, permanently I just sort of disregarded. How, do you, how would you even urinate? 
Right. Yeah. Well, it'd be impossible. I didn't the whole pregnancy. People, clearly, <laughs> people who I see Pilates or people who do Pilates, they right. just they have the opposite of urinary control issues. They, right. Well, you know, and the other thing she said to me that was they're like, too continent. Not, they're not incontinent. They're hypercontinent. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's the other way. Yeah. The other thing she said to me, which wasn't as much of a, like a don't do this, but she would comment every time when she was palpating because they didn't use ultrasound. She would palpate the baby's position and she'd say, "Oh, well, you're. I can't really feel where." The baby is because your abs are too tight. I'm like, what? This is like, that is like not, and I'm like second baby in. I mean, how tight could they be? Right. And oh no, it's too tight. I can't really feel the position where she, I think she the really light here. hands, or you like super jacked. I don't, I don't know, I, Dana. Like, my abs, let me tell you. At nine months <laughs> pregnant, tight. they were way too tight. Oh, at nine months pregnant? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you mean you were already like third I mean, it trimester? Was big enough to like, and she's like, "Well, this might be the butt, this might be the head, but your abs are so tight that I can't like get in there." Trust sure me, this woman was they a, weren't, and they was aren't. Was this woman really an OB? <laughs> <laughs> well, they, could, they they like to use ultrasound to oh, right. to view, right? They don't yeah. use a lot of hands-on. This ultrasound, Typically, your abs are deflecting the sound waves. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that very is, powerful. That abs. is pretty good, right? Uh... I'm glad she said that to you, not to someone else. Right. She's probably said it to She's a ton of other people. She said it to a ton yeah. of other people. Yeah. It's a ton of other people. All right. Well, this one I just heard, like the patient who was walking out when you walked in, and um, she was going on and on and on about having this foot pain, and this foot pain that she had for a while that was better after seeing um, me and Iver said it and, you know, gave her great toe mobs. And she basically had... Uh, dorsum of the foot burning and she had antalgic gait, a lot of difficulty walking for uh, a couple years. And after doing some ankle resets, lateral tibial glide, great to uh, flexion, she was fine and she has no pain now. Um, but she was saying she saw two doctors before this. The podiatrist was really saying, look, you're okay, but if, um, if, if this persists, I really think you should consider getting a joint replacement. And she was, tell, she was talking to me about this joint replacement like it was the worst thing ever. You know, she's like, oh, yeah, they put this little prosthesis in and they replaced it. I said, oh, yeah, you know, it's just like a knee replacement. She's, Do you think that's a bad thing? She's like, well, I wouldn't want one, but I don't really think that's as bad as this. And I said, well, it's very similar to a knee replacement. So she was going on and on. I don't really... I think I convinced her that it wasn't the worst thing. I said, look, you, most people don't need surgeries, and obviously you don't need this because you got better in one visit um, after doing your exercises. And uh, so she's saying, and I also saw the ortho, and the ortho said, oh, yeah, that is honestly the worst surgery that you could ever get. And uh, so she's like, yeah, I was right. I mean, he really kind of corroborated my beliefs and how bad this great toe replacement essentially is, right? <laughs> and, and I said, well, well, what did he want to do? And he said, well, you don't need surgery now, but if you ever can't walk, you basically come crawling in my office, what I would do is fuse it. What? <laughs> How is that possibly better? I know. Just don't so, move it again and right. it won't hurt. Just Think fuse it, yeah. everything. Right, yeah, just like a spinal fusion. Yeah, don't look down, don't move your toe. So I said, wait a minute. Did you think that was better than the other one? Because the other one, you would actually have movement. And if you had like a 
you know, I didn't call it a helix valgus, but mm-hmm. you know what a helix valgus is. Yeah. If you had like a bend in your toe, that would actually correct it, then you'd still be able to move. Did you think that the fusion would be better? It's just like, well, at the time, I actually thought it would be a better option because he just presented it as that. And, I mm-hmm. also, and her belief was that the one was so bad and whatever this guy said was good. Right. So she was already thinking it anyway, right? Yeah. She was. And I think that ties into all our stories. If you, you know, like my, my friend was probably already thinking anyway, it hurts my neck when I look down. Oh, he tells me don't, okay, I shouldn't. Whereas with me, I was like, well, that's crazy. I'm not buying into what you just yeah, told me. Right. And so she was already thinking this is bad. Someone tells her it is. Okay. I was right. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. easy. Yeah. I just remember thinking like, what? <laughs> so now she's sort of come uh, around to the oh, idea Oh no, she's that, fine. Yeah, yeah. No, she doesn't want surgery anyway. Right. She, but she was basically saying like, oh, I have to go follow up with my ortho. And my, my question always is, why are you going to follow up if you're why? better? Yeah. One, you're better. It? Two, do you want a shot? No. Do you want pills? No. Do you want surgery? No. You just go see the best orthopedic surgeon in the world. It's going to cost you a billion dollars. They can mm-hmm. only offer you three things. Yeah. A shot, pill, or surgery. Right. Or advice if you're lucky. Right. You advice know. on which surgery to have. Right. Do the fusion. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I need to make a portion payment. All right. So how's that business coming along? Good. It's, it's official. Up and running. All right. Now she's actually got to get patients. Right. That's, that's the trick. All right? right. Well, keep us updated on that. I will. There'll probably be stories when you get patients. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there'll be all kinds of stories. For sure. Right. Well, you can find me, Modern uh, Dr. E, Modern Rehab Mastery. That's our new online mentoring program. It includes modern manual therapy, modern patient education, and modern strength training. It's three months with three mentors, so one month with each mentor, four weeks, tons of modules, lots of CEUs, learn at your own pace for a month, then move on. Um, So go beyond the seminar. You also get chat room um, with your mentees and mentors and live Q&As every week. Check out all my products, Edge Mobility System. We have the new Edge ISTM toolbox that includes the Edge Mobility Star and the OG Edge Mobility Tool, our Edge Restriction System BFR cuffs. That's part of Dr. Kyle Coffey's Modern Strength Training BFR certificate. Uh, I hope to see you at a live Eclectic Approach course soon. That's Modern Manual Therapy um, in U.S., Canada, and South America. And, uh, make sure to rate Untold Physio Stories five stars on Apple Podcasts. You could also subscribe on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. And as always, you guys have an awesome day.